welcome to Philadelphia Flyers Weekly, your home for Philadelphia Flyers podcasts. WBME Broadcasting. Each week we'll run down player news and franchise news for the Philadelphia Flyers National Hockey League Club. We'll also feature news from around the NHL and much more. Flyers Weekly starts right now with your host, Chris Smith. Well, it's good to have you here for week number 20 of Flyers Weekly. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address. PhiladelphiaFlyersWeekly.blogspot.com is our homepage. Thanks to David from Austin, Texas for checking in. Checking in last week with some pretty good uh, content for the show. Also, Sean from Newtown, Pennsylvania. Thanks for checking in, guys. Uh, pretty good content for some upcoming shows I have planned, uh, especially as it gets closer to playoff time. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about, especially in not only the Eastern Conference, but also the Western Conference and things like that. And uh, some an interesting email I got from Sean this week uh, kind of made me start to realize and uh, I had to think about this for a minute because I've been watching some of the Western Conference teams on OLN and then some of the coverage there seems like OLN kind of favors some of the Western Conference teams and things like that but kind of got me thinking you know about some of the different styles of play in the Western Conference uh, and and how those uh, how those different styles of play not only speed it seems like those players are much more gifted with speed there's more quality scoring chances it seems it seems like there's more back and forth uh, end-to-end type play, faster, just overall faster play, and it's something we're going to have to look out for, especially when when the Flyers make it to the next next round here. I mean, if if they were to make it, you know, to to the finals, it's something to to keep in mind. Uh, These Western Conference teams, and and it just seems like there's a a big difference uh, in style of play uh, than over in the Eastern Conference, and uh, with OLN, like I said, it seems like they kind of favor the uh, the Western Conference a little bit on their coverage, and uh, we're able to see that watching games from the Kings and the Sharks and uh, teams like that, Calgary. Uh, so it's 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 interesting to watch, something to keep our eye on, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot more uh, as the time gets close. But uh, this week, though, pretty good hockey for the Flyers. Uh, they uh, come uh, out of this week with uh, two wins and just that one loss against Tampa Bay. Just can't overcome the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, the, the Flyers are going to have to figure something out uh, if uh, if they're going to try to make it uh, to the Stanley Cup Finals this year. They're going to have to go somehow, probably get past uh, the Lightning. Whether somebody else is going to defeat them for them or, or whatever, we'll have to see how that plays out. But um Here's going right into the the podcast this week and and the feature here we call it the point. Um, here's what Hitch had to say after the Tampa Bay loss on um, Friday night. He said the difference was we had a great start to the game and played very well, but when they got their power plays, it shifted momentum back their way. Uh, he says we did a lot of things really well today. Five on five, we were tremendous, but the gap in the game was the three power plays in succession in the first period. This has been kind of something we've been talking about for the last couple weeks here on the podcast. It's been the special teams of the Flyers and how the penalty killing units uh, for the Flyers and the penalty PK lines need to really step it up. Remember a couple weeks ago, I think back at the beginning of this month, uh, one of the things that we kind of centered on was the uh, the Flyers and, and their PK unit and kind of where they rank in the league amongst all the other divisional leaders. You remember the Flyers are way down there at the bottom at the 26th in the league. I think they're 27th now. They've actually lost a spot. Um, having a 
struggling PK unit is not going to get you very far in this league. We've kind of established that already. Things really started to go downhill a little bit uh, when the the Tampa Bay Lightning game on Friday. And what can you do? It's not necessarily even the the PK unit. It's almost the stupid penalties that are are being taken by the Flyers. The penalties have got to stop. They've got got to be kept to a minimum. You're looking at stuff like uh, these hooking calls. You're looking at these delay of game penalties, which are completely uncalled for. They are inexcusable uh, for players at this level to be clearing the puck from their own defensive zone over the glass and into the stands for a two-minute delay of game penalty. Those are inexcusable penalties. The hooking penalties, the tripping penalties, some of them are weak. Yes, it's understandable. Again, the, the, the referees are trying to deal with this new NHL just as well as everybody else is. Uh, so there's going to be some questionable calls uh, that they're going to be called. Uh, we've already established that as well. However, um, I, th- I, I tell you, I think a reason you're seeing a lot of these hooking penalties and things like that, uh, the Flyers are sometimes getting outskated. However, those have really got to be kept to a minimum. Flyers have had uh, 20 committed 21 penalties this week. 21 penalties this week. Um, they only committed four in, in the Florida game, and look what happened. It was a shutout. So the Flyers don't have a great PK unit. They've struggled killing penalties. They're going to. The only way to really go from here on out is to just stop committing them, and uh, you know whether that means you know you have to improve in other areas. Again, like I mentioned, you know the the cause and effect of some of these penalties may be a lot of the hooking penalties and things like that. The Flyers are getting outskated, so whether guys are continuing to, to be out of position, uh, and and of course we're still seeing you know odd man rushes on on behalf of the opposition into the Flyer zone. Those are the types of things with a weak penalty PK unit. They're, they're going to have to be kind of shut down. The uh, the penalty you know, the, the the weak penalties. Not again. Not a whole lot you can do about that. Uh, but uh, again, the delay of game penalties. Those are the types of things. Uh, that can be definitely avoided. And Simone Gagne had a um, had, had a delay a game penalty uh, in the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning game that led to a power play goal in the first period. Um, the Donald Brashear hooking penalty led to the first power play goal in the in the Lightning game. When the first period was all said and done with, the damage was done in that Lightning game. The Flyers may have played great five on five and, and normal strength, but I'll tell you what, the uh, the, the power play and uh, for the for the for the Lightning, which isn't even that great, really kind of came alive on on Friday, and uh, the Lightning were able to uh, to, to kind of change the face of the game there in the first period uh, with three goals, two power play goals. Uh, the game was kind of decided right there. And uh, the Flyers were never really able to get uh, that steam and that momentum. Well, the momentum was there, but uh, again, like I said, the, the, the Lightning really changed the face of the game there in the in the first period. Uh, also, the, the third goal in the first period was also the, the, there was a Darian Hatcher roughing penalty that had just ended uh, when that third goal was scored in the first period. So pretty much, I mean, the, the, the Hatcher's penalty was over by like one second when the goal was scored. So it was pretty much three power play goals, uh, even though it doesn't show in the box score, only two. But pretty much three power play goals for the Lightning um, in the first period on Friday's game. Again, teams like that... um, 
even though they don't have the greatest power play unit, you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. Uh, and the Lightning in this playoff race, just like everybody else, and the Lightning right now kind of look into, uh, they're right behind New Jersey. Um, and I wouldn't say they're on the bubble, but they're right behind New Jersey in front of Montreal by a couple points. So they're, they're really going to have to you know bear down here in the last couple weeks to solidify a playoff spot because uh, right now the uh, six, seven, eight teams in the Eastern Conference really aren't solidified yet. Uh, I'd say New Jersey is probably going to be a pretty good bet to, to, to stay in. I, I don't think uh, there's going to be an issue there. Uh, if Tampa Bay starts losing games, if Montreal, who has been so inconsistent, starts losing games, you never know. Atlanta's on the doorstep. They certainly didn't play. Atlanta certainly didn't play like they were hungry for a playoff spot on Saturday. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, the Islanders are back there. I don't really think I'm going to see much happen with the Islanders. And Toronto is also back there. It's uh, not looking good for those guys. But... Uh, some of these teams, like I said, Tampa Bay, Montreal especially, really looking to just solidify their spot in the playoffs this year, and they're going to be looking to, to score, you know, get as many wins as they can, and Tampa Bay definitely did that on Friday night against the Flyers. Like we mentioned, it was a pretty good game uh, that the Flyers played against the Lightning, uh, except for the penalties, uh, even strength played well. Probably the, the best game the Flyers have played against the Lightning uh, in, in quite some time, so that was good to see. Um we also had the Atlanta and Florida games. Let's not forget about those this week. Good games played by the Flyers on both ends. Uh, really, the Flyers seem to be getting some step back in their stride this week after those two victories, I noticed. Uh, Flyers also scoring the first goal in each contest this week, which I think goes a long way in developing the confidence throughout the game for this club. Um, you see so many times where the Flyers give up the first goal and they don't get the first goal and you get that kind of knot in your stomach and, and things kind of start to go downhill from there. Um, I think that's a key to this club. If they can get a lead early, even if it's only one goal, if they get a lead early, uh, it just seems like they're, they're able to have the confidence. They have this the, the step in their stride to, to make it through to the end. And uh, we saw that happen in three games, well two games the Flyers did win this week, but uh, Flyers scoring first goal in all three games this week and all three games the Flyers looked pretty good good uh, in those games. Here's what Hitch had to say after the Florida game and after the 4 nothing shutout uh, against Florida. Robert Ash playing very well, by the way, in that game. But here's what Hitch had to say. He said, we played some good games this year for 40 and 45 minutes. But today we played 60 minutes. I said this before. There is a certain period of time where your tank is not full and you're and you're going to have to wade through it before it starts filling up. I think the filling was the tank went empty in Pittsburgh. Remember the, the Pittsburgh loss last week was back last uh, last Sunday. It was just horrible. He goes on to say the guys really wanted to play well when it was empty. And in the last three days we filled it up. Good things are happening and hopefully we can keep filling it up. Again, Flyers play a great game against the uh, Florida Panthers with the shutout, four nothing shutout on uh, on uh, Wednesday Wednesday night. But yeah, you know, and you never know. Was was the uh, result of that just that Florida trip and getting down to Florida early? The Flyers had left Pittsburgh early and had gotten down to Florida early. I mean, it was getting down there and just I don't know being away, being in the sun. I I don't know. We don't know. Uh, but the Flyers definitely played a great game on uh, against Florida this week in the shutout. Uh, Flyers only committing four penalties in that game. And it, it's been a while that the Flyers have only committed, uh, have, have committed under five penalties. Uh, so, th- again, we mentioned it earlier. It's one of those situations where, you know, the Flyers keep the penalties to the minimum 
you don't have to worry about the PK unit as much and look at the result. The Flyers come out with a 4 nothing shutout victory. Uh, and, yeah, again, Robert Esch had a lot to do with that. He made some really good saves. He played very well. Uh, but, again, I think the team seemed to come together, play like a, a whole team. And like Hitch said, a full 60 minutes of hockey was played. I think in all three games this week, it was, f- it was a full 60 minutes of hockey. We've seen, and, and Hitch makes a great point because we've seen in weeks past where there's been one period, the second or third period, where the Flyers come out flat, they get completely outplayed, they get outchanced, they get outskated, and that really determines the outcome of the game. Not this week, though. The Flyers played this week like they're going to have to play down the stretch uh, because some of these teams are, are, are hungrier than ever for the Stanley Cup. Uh, and and even just a playoff spot, like we mentioned before. So the Flyers are definitely really uh, kind of playing in the right direction here, going in the right direction, and uh, good to see uh, this week. Thrasher's game, the Atlanta Thrasher's game on Saturday night, another good game. Um, Thrashers, I thought, had a lot of had a lot of chances. Uh, the Thrashers looked like the Flyers a couple weeks ago, where the Thrashers came out. Uh, they're they're I believe ninth place in the Eastern Conference. They're on the bubble. They're only a point behind Montreal, three four points behind Tampa Bay for that last playoff spot. Uh, they should be hungry. They should be playing like they're like the hungry team to get into the playoffs. They came out flat. They look like the Flyers in weeks past. Uh, hey, you know what? The Flyers went ahead. They took advantage of it. It was definitely good to see. Thrashers had plenty of chances, I thought. Um, they had plenty of power plays. Again, the Flyers committing a lot of penalties on Saturday night. Um, I think the Flyers committed four penalties... They committed four penalties in the second period, three and third, um, and the Thrashers just couldn't take advantage of those, uh, those those penalties. It even looked to me like the Thrashers actually created an open net a couple times on some of those power plays. They had Nitty down and out. Uh, there were a couple missed nets, missed shots by some of these guys. Peter Bondra missed an open net one time. Very surprising to see. Um the difference between probably a team like the Atlanta Thrashers and the Tampa Bay Lightning are opportunities like that are what probably teams like the Lightning are going to excel and they're going to take advantage of. The Thrashers didn't. They missed the net. Uh, there were some prime opportunities for scoring. I know I was kind of sweating it out there towards the end, especially with these penalties coming up. Uh, again, the the Flyers committing four penalties in the second, three in the third, and... Um, the Thrashers definitely had their opportunities. They definitely had their chances to score, uh, but uh, missing the net and uh, shots that were off target uh, kind of helped the Flyers out a little bit there. I think there were a couple crossbar hits too, some some post hits too. So again, the difference between a team like Atlanta, Tampa Bay, your Ottawa Senators, your Buffalo Sabers is just that, and we've seen it happen so many times this year where the Flyers have given teams like. Ottawa and Buffalo opportunities and and the Flyers have committed mistakes and those teams have taken advantage. The Thrashers couldn't do it. Uh, They didn't, like I said, they didn't play. They came out flat. They certainly didn't play like a team hungry for a playoff spot. So, again, a big difference between those types of teams and the Flyers, I think, need to really recognize that. There was some good play, but one thing, I think, to learn out of that was some of the chances that were given up. Other teams would have definitely taken advantage of that, and this game could have been different if it was played um, against one of the one of the, one of of the the other teams, like against uh, one of the division leaders. You never know. You never know. 
Like we mentioned, again, the power play, we mentioned the Flyers did commit 21 penalties this week with a weak PK unit. That's something that needs to be shut down, I think. Uh, one thing I did notice, though, a very good positive. Uh, Jeff Carter, R.J. Umberger, Nico Dimitrakos, that is a line that played on Saturday. They looked very good. As a matter of fact, they, I think they scored. That line scored two of the uh, two of the goals on Saturday. And Carter had uh, Jeff Carter had a goal, uh, but I think it was an extended shift, and uh, Dimitrakos and um, Umberger were not out on the ice. So that line looks good. Dimitrakos had a goal, uh, as well as R.J. Umberger, and of course, all those guys had a goal. Umberger, Carter, and Dimitrakos had a goal on Saturday night's game. The line looks strong. Dimitrakos, I think, adding some much-needed speed to this Flyers club. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, kind of contributions he can uh, help out with down down the stretch here. Also, the Peter Nedved, Brian Savage, Sammy Kapanen line looks really good. I really like that line, Watch, watching those guys move around and stuff like that. Some good passing going on in that line um, as well. So, uh, Simone Gagne, Mike Knubel, and Mike Richards uh, were a line Saturday night simply because Peter Forsberg was scratched before the game. Not a big deal here, I don't think. I think it was um, a sprained knee. And he actually, I believe, hurt his knee on the, on the, on the game against Tampa Bay on Friday night night. Thought he was going to be ready for the Saturday game, uh, but they got to uh, the, the pregame and uh, they had scratched Peter Forsberg from the lineup uh, on Saturday night. So probably a pretty good idea at this point right now. We certainly don't need someone like Peter Forsberg going down uh, to, to an injury at this point. Um, you know what? Keep him healthy. If, uh, if, if you don't need to play him, don't. <laughs> That kind of brings us into our injury report this week. And uh, Michael Hanzus, who was going to play Saturday night, did not. Kind of came as a surprise to me. I thought uh, that they said he was definitely ready, but he wasn't. Here's what Hitch had to say on Hanzus. He says Michael is one of those guys where you never know how much you miss him until they are gone for an extended period of time. Then, all of a sudden, the little details that help you win hockey games aren't there, and you're giving that responsibility to someone else and hoping they take it. He's been a player that has played in every critical situation during a hockey game since I've coached here. He's the guy out there when we're down two men. He's the guy out there to start and end hockey games. He was our best penalty kill- killer. Then, when uh, Peter and Simone went out, he was the guy that carried our hockey club. We've been talking about P- uh, Michael Hanzus. We've been talking about the uh, contributions of Keith Primo over the last couple weeks, and Flyers without those guys right now, you're seeing what they're kind of struggling in. PK unit, face-offs. Peter Nedved has been taking face-offs. He's been doing a pretty good job with it. Um, some of the other guys have been struggling. Michael Hanzus, one of those guys who can really pick the Flyers up, really take a lot of face-offs and win the face-offs deep in the zone late in the game. Something that Keith Primo did, something that uh, Michael Hanzus does now, and when Hanzus comes back, he's going to be the main guy to go to. Late in the game, face-offs in your own zone. There's down the stretch. Those are the little types of things I think Hitch talks about that are so key to winning hockey games. Winning those faceoffs late in the game are so so important. I think they're so overlooked sometimes. And um, like we mentioned, Peter Nedved taking some of those right now, doing a pretty good job with them. Uh, but boy, Zeus is really missing that department, and so is Primo. Zeus hopefully be back this week um, as the Flyers take on uh, was more divisional matchups this week. So hopefully Zeus comes back this week. Uh, Kim Janssen, Chris Terrian still out with post-concussion syndrome. Those two are scheduled to uh, see a neurologist in Pittsburgh this Wednesday. Uh, they're hoping to have Janssen skating this week, and hopefully his symptoms are going to be settled down enough that he will be able to skate and go through some more intense workouts this week. But it doesn't look sound to me like any of them, either of them, I should say, are really that close to returning, 
especially uh, Chris Tarian. Uh, so hopefully, you know, again, Kim Janssen, really, really miss Kim Janssen, especially uh, with his speed. Um, and he's one of those guys who has the uh, ability, uh, one of those defensemen, those offensive defensemen that has the ability to head in and score goals for the Flyers. So definitely miss Kim Janssen there. This week on tap, more divisional matchups like I mentioned. The Devils uh, at home on Tuesday. Flyers go up to New York to face the Rangers on Wednesday. Ottawa on Saturday at the Wachovia Center. And so is Toronto on Sunday at the Wachovia Center. So some very, very key divisional matchups this week, especially against uh, the uh, Rangers. Still looking to lead the division. I think the Flyers... Boy, would I really like to see them win the division this year. Uh it would just be nice just to win the division, you know, and uh, and knock the Rangers out there. Uh, New Jersey, one of those teams you just have to watch out for. They are currently, I believe, eight points behind Philadelphia, but you just don't know with a team like that. Uh, I think New Jersey, especially with Marty Brodeur, you, they're going to be in the playoffs probably, but you, you, there's one of those teams you just never count out. Um, and you know the uh, the rivalry between Philadelphia and New Jersey over the years. Uh, I think it's going to be another heated matchup on Tuesday. It'll be a good game. Ottawa, you know, playing pretty well. Toronto still fighting and clawing. It doesn't look good for them to get in the playoffs, but uh, they're not going to stop. You know, they're going to keep trying to win games. Uh, and Flyers uh, face them at home on Sunday. Uh, the only saving grace there, I see Toronto is 10, 18, and 4 on the road. Um, so Toronto definitely struggling on the road. Um, Ottawa, now, Ottawa's 29 and 5 on the road. And Ottawa is 8, 1, and 1 in their last 10. Uh, boy, they are going to be a very difficult team to beat uh, the Ottawa Senators this year in the playoffs. Uh, the Rangers' struggles kind of continue. They're 4-4-2 in their last 10, and uh, if you remember last week, I didn't mention anything about it, but um, Peter Pruka finally came back for the Rangers. Definitely something to watch out for if you're a Flyer fan, and uh, the Rangers had just snapped their five-game losing streak. So the Rangers kind of going through the same situation the Flyers are going through. Um, they're struggling a bit right now. Uh, New Jersey 5-3-2 and two in their last 10, so they've been playing pretty good hockey. Uh, so some good matchups this week. All in all, it'll be probably right down to the bitter end unless the Flyers start giving up goals early in the game um, and start committing a lot of penalties, then look for it to be much a much different uh, scenario, definitely. Well, there'll be a lot to talk about next week. That's going to do it for this week of Flyers Weekly. Thank you for joining me. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address. Keep those emails coming. like hearing from everybody and your thoughts and opinions on the Flyers and on the podcast here. Always welcome. FlyersWeekly at gmail.com and PhiladelphiaFlyersWeekly.blogspot.com is our homepage slash blog. You can check out. That is also 24-7. We'll see you next week here on Flyers Weekly. I'm Chris Smith. You've been listening to Flyers Weekly on WPME Broadcasting, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Make sure to join us next week for another edition of Flyers Weekly. And make sure to join us online at philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. And make sure to send us your emails at flyersweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.